Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Gaze here on Joy 94.9. But I don't know about you guys, but I often think, as I'm taking my pantyhose out of their egg, I want a man who smells of cocoa butter and cash. Don't we all? Although after my little deviation into a new body wash the other week, which was hideously upsold to me, the cocoa butter thing now just makes me want to puke. So maybe not. 
I've never fought with anything of coconut. I always think coconut is horrible. Now, anyway, Miss Helen, if they make a Scissor Sisters movie, will Cher have a part in it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, okay, so welcome to regular segment room 666. Uh, this is the segment where we choose a topic, a thing, a person, whatever place, and we lock it away in the room of the devil, room 666, forever, mm-hmm. because we just don't want it to be around anymore. So, uh, again, my turn tonight. Who knew? I don't often so have something much to put in lock away. Absolutely. I'm going to read out something for each of us. And I want you to gauge, on a scale of 1 to 10, how astoundingly accurate they each are. Okay. Doug, I'm actually going to do a bit of a voice here, right? So just pardon my acting skills. Yes. Right. Doug. Leo. The Lion. (laughs) Otherwise known as Grizzly Madam. (laughs) Your boss, or another authority figure at work, needs your help with a big problem. And you may have to put a personal event on hold for a few days to deal with it. <laughs> There's a reason why you didn't get the role of Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi to mum. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, Douglas. Accuracy? Um, yeah, spot on. <laughs> okay. Helen, Pisces. The fish. (laughs) Spot on. (laughs) It's easy for you to see the best in everything and everyone. Which means you will automatically see the best in yourself. You're feeling positive. Which means that people are going to notice you lots more and probably find you very attractive. (laughs) Okay, scale of one to ten. The last part was absolutely 10. The first part was probably a minus one. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Matt, Capricorn, the goat. <laughs> now, this is going to make you laugh. You can make people happy with today without even trying. <laughs> Just being pleasant to someone on the street as you pass by will make their day brighter. When you're feeling sunny, share the vibe. <laughs> I'm actually going to skip over that one, right? Um, uh, but I'm going to say on accuracy about, um, oh yeah, minus one, I reckon. <laughs> anyway, so there you go. After that, I don't really need to introduce the reasons for what I'm putting into room 666 tonight, but I will elaborate on what it is anyway. Obviously, they were our daily stars for today. This is actually accurate as of today. I looked them up, right? And as mm-hmm. we've determined, what a load of bollocks, as the Brits would say. <laughs> But I'm going to attempt the nine layers of hell with this one tonight. And in order to do so, extend this through to anything that covers the spectrum of horoscopes, psychic abilities, fortune telling, etc. Level one, star signs, horoscopes. I think I've just covered that. I'm going to move on. Level two, palm readers, fortune tellers. (laughs) Now, to put this into context, I have actually passed silver over the palm of one of these people Mm -hmm. when I went on a trip to New York. 
Because it seemed like a fun thing to do. You know how they have those little stores that you go in with the neon light, palm reader, blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, it's kind of a New York thing to do. Let's put it... So she wasn't in like a little caravan or something? No, no, no. no. It's actually a storefront that you go in. A bit like like Odermade Brown in Ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, she looked a bit like Whoopi. Um, Anyway, let's put it this way. A fool and his money are soon parted. I paid... And the first thing she did was look at my palm and proceed to tell me how many kids I was going to have to a very beautiful woman. Oh. I was wearing an I Love Kylie crop top and denim shorts at the time. <laughs> so she didn't even have a gator, let alone a, a psychic ability. <laughs> I also wonder what business for palm readers is like these days, affected by all this hand washing going on at the moment. I could see a long future leading to a patch of eczema. <laughs> Very dry. Again, bollocks. <laughs> Level three, psychic hotlines. Now, I've always thought, or I've always known, that of all the Jackson clan, there was only one that had all the true talent. Forget Michael Jackson, forget Janet Jackson. It was big sister Latoya that really <laughs> had a gift. <laughs> That's right. When your musical career fails and your Playboy centerfold invites have all but dried up... <laughs> Better suddenly discover that you are highly psychic. <laughs> then you're back on track. Business is booming. That's right, people. Latoya's psychic network hotline. And listen, you don't need to actually speak to Latoya. She knows instinctively when you call everything about you and can tell you everything you need to know in a pre-record. <laughs> For a fee, of course, right? Although, again, I would question the clarity of her gift, given that she couldn't foresee that after seven albums, the single Sex Box would be her biggest hit only, going to number 25 on the Dutch charts. (laughs) Level four, Pet Psychics. (laughs) So, this one's for those psychics out there who maybe don't want to risk exposure to getting it wrong with humans. After all, humans can speak. They can tell you you're talking a load of crap. With the animal kingdom, though, you can never get it wrong. And I quote from an article, Shira Plotska did not set out to become a pet psychic. It just sort of happened. (laughs) She was sitting at home in New York watching an animal communicator on TV. Suddenly the dog that was talking to the animal communicator started talking to her. (laughs) He told me, she quotes, he thought it was a lot of fun to be on TV and he was very proud of himself for doing so good. I'm a good boy, he said. Realising she had abruptly developed the ability to communicate with animals, Plotska expanded her existing psychic business to cater for pets. 15 or so years later, business is booming. She's charging $100 for a half-hour session and she has no shortage of customers. Can you say her name again, please? Sheila Plotska. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Level five, TV mediums. Now, these were a big deal at one point. So I'm not, I'm not quite sure if it's still happening. The one I remember the most was when I was in the UK was a guy called Derek Acora. Oh. <laughs> who appeared on a TV show called Most Haunted, which I'll cover in a bit. He used to suddenly go into fits of channeling and start speaking like a, like a little girl and things. <laughs> he claimed that he was never given any information in advance and yet was sacked when the producers secretly fed him two names of spirits, Rick Edels and Creed Kafer, which are anagrams of Derek Lies and Derek Faker, respectively. <laughs> and look, I saw another one recently where an Uber driver in the States does psychic readings for random passengers. So I did see one where he claimed that the two girls in the back seat had each of their grandparents sitting next to them. 
Now, if that was me, I'd be asking for them to share the fee or get out. <laughs> <laughs> that grandpa is always such a tight bastard, honestly. <laughs> Level six, most haunted. So going back to something I mentioned earlier, these are the sort of reality TV shows that chase footage of actual spirits in haunted houses and castles, etc. Now, I don't mind all things spooky. I like a good ghost story as much as the next man. But that's what they are, stories. I remember persisting through a whole hour of a couple of these episodes, normally to see Derek Acora's Oscar-winning ability to channel an 1800s prostitute. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember the most terrifying thing you would ever see would be a bit of dust floating in the lights of the camera that they would call an orb. An orb? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Nah. Level seven, reading things. Did you know I had a cup of tea the other day and in the bottom of the cup, the leaves told me to donate $35,000 to Latoya's psychic hotline. <laughs> so I did. What was that about a fool in his <laughs> And the things, and you can read anything these days. The things I read in Trilly's Vomit, it's amazing. <laughs> Again, nah. Level eight, Zoom readings. The modern diversion of hotlines, etc. Look, in my opinion, it's too easy to read someone's thought on Zoom. I've done it at least three times this week without a skerrick of Supernatural Gift. (laughs) (laughs) Level nine, the good old days. If I am going to buy into this sort of stuff, I want the the full bifter. Like like the old Victorian seances. And they just don't make them like that anymore. Where's the shaking tables? Where's the the ectoplasm? If I'm going to spend my well-earned money on something like this, I want to be covered in ectoplasm, don't you? (laughs) I thought you frequently were. <laughs> so, look, so, so there it is. Look, does it give nine layers? Does it give people comfort or am I being reason, unreasonable? What do you guys think? Well, all, all this says to me is it's a Ouija board for Matt for Christmas. I think so. <laughs> okay, Planchet says yes. <laughs> But where's the fun, though? Like, it would be not, would it not be awful? And if, would there be no fun if we sent these people away? Because I mean, they're characters, aren't they? But actually, I can think of another word starting with ch rather than character. Um, charlatan, maybe. <laughs> the- oh, I'm no, I, I'm on Matt's side. I'm sorry. This is definitely one for the room. Lock it in. Eddie. All right, cool. Coming up after this, stick around. We are going out with the Grumpy Grab. You're listening to Joy 94.9. This is the Grumpy Goes. Matt and Helen, would you believe it? After weeks of fingering my piano keys, finally someone has shown my dexterous digits some mercy and guessed our Grumpy Grab theme tune from last week and the week before that and possibly even the week predating COVID. Let's have a little reminder. <laughs> Yes, one of our most enduring and endearing shows, the series that was basically an amalgam of every other Australian soapy. The rural setting, the doctors, the nurses, the vets, and even a pet marsupial. And can I just say that on a night when Miss Helen has not revealed to me the meaning of Scissor Sisters, the irony is not lost on me that last week's mystery theme tune is a country practice. (laughs) And our very, very lovely Grumster of the week is of course Luke who did as he was told on air and went to our Instagram page and gave us his correct answer. Helen, were you a fan of Fatso? Are we talking about the wombat or you, Douglas? (laughs) (laughs) 
And Matt, have you ever run through a paddock screaming Molly? <laughs> no, but I've run through a paddock, through a paddock on Molly. It's called Glastonbury. <laughs> just think about it. Didn't Cookie have the hots for Esme Watson? <laughs> I think he probably did, did. Didn't he want to have a December-December relationship with her? <laughs> and quick fact, did you know Fatso was played throughout the series by three separate wombats? Oh, really? Yeah, so Fatso, the original, so like the Elaine Page of wombats, <laughs> replaced was replaced due to temperament issues with the cast. It seems that Elaine Page similarly doesn't end there. <laughs> George, George the second. As in the second wombat, not George the second, replaced the original Fatso due to early signs of wombat mange. Oh. And the third wombat was Gareth. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, Matt, for all his trouble and bother, did you create a Loku for Luke? Actually, yes, it's called a Luku this week. <laughs> oh, very good. For obvious reasons. So, Luke, ah, oh, Grumpster of the Week, Luke. It really was no fluke. You guessed the soapy starring Penny Coop. <laughs> Riddled with wombat mange It really wasn't strange In 1993 a country practice could not remain <laughs> That's actually really awful But actually really, really good Oh look, and so to this week's Grumpy Grab And remember, if you can correctly identify that Australian television theme tune, why not let us know by jumping onto our Instagram page, The Grumpy Gaze. And just like Luke, you may well score yourself a pointless but nonetheless fabulous on-air mention and best of all, a low-coup poem from Matt. Now, Miss Helen, so many people out there are currently homeschooling. And so from me, a final plea. Scissor Sisters, teach me something I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, could you at least intro our final song for this that, evening? That I can do, Douglas. And we end our show tonight, the little grumpy gay's favourite song of all time, <laughs> I Don't Feel Like Dancing by the Scissor Sisters. So it's good night from me. Good night from me. Good night from me. Good night.
This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.